With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Still Giggs goes. He's through. He scored. Ryan Giggs. He's at the goal that's played for Manchester United. To the left. Right footed. It's a clear header. And it's into the net. Solskjaer has won the European Cup for Manchester United. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stratticast. I'm here with Sean Miller, a journalist from New Jersey. Um, Sean happens to be in Manchester for, for quite some time and longer than you hear most people coming over to Manchester for when you're living abroad. Sean, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Dale? Good. Um, tell listeners, I suppose, how long you are in Manchester and, and the games you've attended and the games you hope to attend. Well, I landed on... August 6th and I'm leaving September 1st so I'm, I'm here for about four weeks and uh, I went to the Tottenham match and I'm going to try to go to the well, I'm going to go down to the Villa match and whether or not I get a ticket isn't another story but uh, the Bruges home Champions League match Newcastle home match Bruges away match and Swansea away match um, as well as some other, you know, I'm going to try to hit some, you know, lower league matches and uh, maybe Bury or, you know, maybe a, I'm going to go to a couple U18 Manchester United matches. I think they play next Saturday and then the Friday night after that. So I'm going to try to get to a bunch of games. So along with this, you're obviously over here for, for quite some time. There's a lot of, a lot of expense when you're coming from America. And you obviously are a journalist, you have a job back home. Most people, like I said, they don't come over to, to Manchester and, and, and stay that length of time. It's usually maybe you might get a week in, you might get two games in. Um, you've obviously been in Manchester previously. Is this something you do a lot? Do you come home for a month or so? Yeah, this is, I think, the seventh time I've come over here. The first time, I, I believe, was my, my uh, girlfriend at the time had always told me, why, you know, why don't you go over to Manchester? And I was always like, you know, it's, it's, it's a little, it's expensive, you know, it's, you know, eight hundred dollars for the flight. You know, sometimes this, sometimes it's a little more. This time was maybe uh, one thousand fifty dollars. But uh, you know, in the hotels and everything. And she said, "Well, if I, you know, paid for your flight, will will you go?" I said, well, obviously, you know, if you do that. And she did. I mean, she stepped up and she did. So I came over in uh, April of April or no May of two thousand eleven, and went to see. I saw the first match I saw was the 2-1 match where Hernandez scored 36 seconds in against Chelsea. I had just barely sat down in my seat and Hernandez scored. Uh, it was a long day. I was kind of I had landed in the morning and started drinking with all the locals. They were taking me to all the different places, the Railway Club and Bishop's Blaze and here 
and uh, won that and then ended up going to the Europa League final in Dublin, which was Braga and Porto, or Falcao scored the goal. And uh, I was in London for the Champions League final. I didn't get a ticket, but we went to Ministry of Sound to watch it with about 3,000 Reds. And, uh, you know, I came back the next year on Boxing Day and went to a bunch of matches. I stayed for about a month. And then the next time I came back, I stayed for, I think, almost 40 days and went to a t- I went to so many matches. And I just it's been something I've been trying to do ever since. Last year I was here twice for a month, uh, although last year I got to, you know, I went to Paris and saw PSG play. I got to see – I got to – I have a press pass, so I got to see, uh, I got to cover PSG, I got to cover PSV and Ajax, which was interesting in, in Amsterdam. And, uh, you know, I got to I got to go to a bunch of games in Portugal in December last year. So it's something I try to do. And to be honest, I, I work all year. I, I, I write for, for a newspaper called the Trenton Times and NJ.com, and I, and I work, I tutor uh, high school kids. Uh, and I and I coach football and I, I do all this work all year so that I can come over here and, and, and have fun and go to matches. I'd rather, you know, spend my time and my money in Manchester than I would, you know, uh, out at anywhere at home or, you know, I try to, you know, I don't go out as much at home as some other people do and I sacrifice a little bit because, you know, I'd rather be over here coming to watch matches. That's just what I'd like to do, so... Very good. And do you know many other Americans um, that travel over games and not just as frequently as you do and as, as long as you do, but do you know any people around your area, New Jersey, United fans that um, come to Manchester every season? Yeah, my buddy, uh, you know, Amaro Pereira, uh, he's a big, he's he's Portuguese, uh, you know, and in fact, uh, he he brought his team over here. He, he coached a... U, the U15 team was the best team in the country in America. They won the national title as 15s. They got to the national title game as 17s. I mean, he coaches a very high-level team, and he's been over here. He brought the team over on a tour, so he's here. And then last year, he's the one that brought me to Portugal. Uh, we, we went to a couple Champions League matches uh, in um, Lisbon and in Porto last year. And uh, he he's actually leaving tomorrow from new jersey he's gonna fly over i'm gonna try to get him a ticket for the champions league match next tuesday so and then maybe you know i'll I'll hit portugal with him but he's a big big time fan and um it's he's someone that uh just just from that trip last year we went to his you know i went we went and visited his hometown up in the mountains in portugal and up up in chaves and um just talked about we went with four you know it was four guys and just talked about football the whole time and just to hear their perspective on it you know he he's a united fan he always wears his um, you know red united shirt when he's coaching and coaching the team i mean he's a benfica fan as well but he's a you know he, he can't wait to come over here and see another game so and then uh, my friend Emmett austin who He's actually the one who got me into all this stuff back in New York City. I went to school at Columbia University, and he ended up coming over here and playing for Harry Redknapp at West Ham for about six months. He was in the, you know, he's in the reserves, and then he ended up going to a couple of the lower level teams. And uh, you know, I kind of 
got back into it, met up with him, uh, you know, a couple years ago, and he's he's a kind of guy. He, he went to the Champions League final in '09. He's got some connections, so um, he he tries to get over to as many matches. He he's a little more of a Spurs fan though, but uh, you know, I'm trying to trying to you know bring him over to our side. <laughs> So in your line of work, you obviously mentioned you, you've had um, UEFA access for PSG and PSV games and, and you're hoping to do so if you can't get a ticket for the away game in Belgium against Club Bruges. Um, phone should be inside, sorry about that. Um, do you write much about football? Yeah, I, in fact, I, I had the, you know I had a column for two years and it took a little break and it's going to be coming back for the Premier League this year. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to, I, I coached uh, high school football. High school sports are very big in, in America. So my boss, the athletic director at my school, his name is Mark Eckel. And uh, he's he's been writing about American football team, Philadelphia Eagles, for 30 years. I mean, he's a kind of entrenched. He's on ESPN. He's got he's on TV every week. Uh, he's on the, you know, he had a radio show overnight for years. He's, uh, he's kind of a well-known guy. And, uh, you know, I always told him, hey, listen, you know, football is getting big. You know, can you see if, if the sports editor at the Trenton Times will, you know, will do it? And, you know, his name, the guy's name was Jim Green. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, I asked him, he's like, you know, I, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's something we can do. And then, you know, I asked him again. And then finally, in July of 2014, NBC Sports just got the new contract. And it was just, it was just, it's blowing up over it. Football is just very, getting very big over there. And finally, he just you know, kind of relented and says, yeah, you know what, you could write. I told him, I said, you know, I'll write it for free if you want. You know, I think his ears kind of perked up. Yeah, free, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's fine. Because at the time, I was a teacher uh, at, a, at, a, at a school. And you know, he said, you know, yeah, just start writing. And I, within a month, I was writing, uh, covering some American football games on weekends and then maybe two weeks after that he you know they kind of said listen you know we'd like you to write every day so if it wasn't for that I wouldn't be writing now and it's great because I was the only column for uh, the Premier League and Champions League it was really the only column in New Jersey for and we have four big papers we're right you know we're right south of New York City and right north of Philadelphia, which is, you know, two of the five biggest cities in the country. So there's a big area that the, the website called NJ.com services about 36 million people. So it's a very big area. And, there, you know, t there wasn't really kind of anybody doing that. And uh, I stepped in and uh, I got some some great stories when I came over here. I got the PSV last summer at the ICC. I got to talk to a bunch of Manchester United players. I talked about thirteen or fourteen players. Van Hall, everybody. It was pretty cool. And then, you know, I got to come over here and and, and go interview the the PSV players and the Ajax players. Uh, you know, little did I know in that game, both Blin Daily Blind and Memphis Depay. Memphis Depay was the star of the game. And uh, you know, a year later, they're both at United. But it's something that's added to everything that I've done because I've been coming over here to watch these games anyway. It wouldn't have wouldn't have mattered, but now to be able to you know, go 
talked to last time I was here last year, I talked to Duncan Drasdo, the supporters trust and Ian Sterling and Ian Patterson and, and, you know, did a little article about what they're doing. Um, and it got in the paper. So it's, it just gives you a little bit more access maybe that you wouldn't have had before. And it allows you or allows me to be able to talk about the, the sport that I love with, you know, I, I love this sport with all my heart. I wouldn't have spent, I wouldn't spend all my time and, you know, coming over here. It's, during the week, like, you know, I'm sat home in, in my hotel right now on Wednesday. You know, if I was at home, I'd be doing whatever, watching TV or, you know, hanging out with friends or whatever. I'm kind of here by myself sometimes. I mean, I, you know, I saw Ian Patterson today and I talked to you guys tonight. But you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a sacrifice coming over here for as long as I do. But it's, it's something that it just it's worth it because – I get to see United play at home and away. Mm-hmm. I get to see all these other matches, so it's definitely it's definitely worth it at the end of the day. Absolutely, no, it's it's definitely a credit to you. I was speaking to a few people throughout the pre-season tour, and um, obviously covering it and covering previous tours that were in America, having to get up at four a.m. in the morning to watch watch the games and to report in the games. It's not it's not one of the the most enjoyable experiences, but it, it, it's it's something that, that I kind of, when I did it, I was thinking about, well, there's some American people in some parts of the country, and there's people in Australia and elsewhere that have to get up at that time weekly to watch, watch their club, and it's something that you take for granted until you have to do it yourself. Now, I did it for three or four games, and I found it difficult. And other people to do it for 35 games plus, depending on different competitions and, and, and so on. Um, I don't know much about t- your time zone, but when you're back home in America, what's the usual time, and do you find it difficult? It's interesting. the The matches on the weekend, the the twelve forty five matches are at seven forty five in the morning, so I'm up for that. Any of the weekend matches aren't too bad. The the three p.m. kickoffs, which we get over there, you know, there's always a match at three p.m., which isn't the same as here. You have to go to the matches, so it's um ten a.m. and then the five thirty kickoff is. Uh, uh, twelve thirty, and then on Sundays it's eight thirty in the morning and eleven a.m. So the timing is actually pretty good. The only problem comes on during the Champions League matches when you're here at seven forty-five at night, or even in Europe it's eight forty-five. For me, it's at twelve or two forty-five. So there's times, obviously, since I cover the high school games, they start at like three thirty or four o'clock. So, <laughs> like. I'll have my clothes on the bed ready to go as soon as the match is over. And I'm like, oh, man, I can watch, you know, I can watch, depending on where the game is, hey, maybe I can watch about 10 more minutes. Maybe I can watch 15 more minutes. And and some of the schools, there, there's times when you go to go to, to these games and uh, you, you go early and try, you know, hope somebody's got internet there because some of the schools don't have it some of the schools do but you know just you set your computer up and watch the games but it's it's good i like the timing for for it because although when i come over here it, it's great i can't wait for the 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 champions league match tuesday and the and the wednesday pro, uh, after that the 745 and the 845 kickoffs because it just seems like when you're watching those matches on TV, there's nothing better than a Champions League match at night, the the, the late kickoffs, and 
And I got to experience that a little bit last year at Southampton. I, I made the trip down to Southampton for that away trip. And I took the Panda bus with uh, Ian Sterling driving. And it took us about six hours to get down there with traffic. And there was accidents. And we got there. And the match was at 8 o'clock at night. And it was unbelievable. They, Van Persie scored in, I think, the 72nd minute. And for the last 30 minutes of the, you know, last 20 minutes of the match and 15 minutes after that, the fans were singing. And there's nothing like an away match at night. And it just, it's just something special about going to those matches. And I, I always love trying to get to at least one night match during the year while I'm here. From, um, your, from, from your perspective, what's the difference between home and away? Oh, uh, it's... I've been to, well, the first, I was lucky, the first time I was over here, I, I went to the Chelsea match, and I knew they were going to win at that, that point, because they were six points up, I think, with two two, two games to go, and I said, man, you know, how, Blackburn away, everyone's going to want to go to this, it's going to be 19, we're going to finally pass Liverpool. It's going to be like the greatest game ever. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get a ticket. So I sent a message, I think, on Facebook and Twitter, and I said, listen, I, you know, I'm over here. If there's any way, if anybody's got a ticket, I'm knowing I'm not going to get a ticket. And my buddy, uh, Derek Prince, um, he said, yeah, hey, listen, you know, I got, I got an extra ticket. You know, it's 35 pounds face value. And I, I, I didn't know at the time that there's no ticket touting here. You know, I'm expecting – because when you go to games at home – like for the Super Bowl this, the, the, or the Final Four for for college basketball, I mean the the, the price of the ticket says a hundred dollars. You're not paying a hundred. You're paying if you want to go. You're you know you're paying five hundred, six hundred. It's crazy. You have to pay. So here, you know, people very you know really look down on that. So it's, it was thirty five pounds. People look down on that, but you still find people doing unfortunately. Yeah, they do it the other day. I was trying to find a ticket for my buddy who was over here from Australia. And, you know, outside Old Trafford, and they're like 150 pounds. 150 pounds? Come on, man! It's the price of the ticket is is 38. I, you know, I think it's you know it's a little more for like for me and him. You know, I'm American. He's he's Australian. Obviously, we're not from here, so they're like, ah, oh, we'll rob these guys. But you know, you, you find good guys too. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you you could always find good people too that are willing to 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 get you in. So. It's 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 there's both ways, but yeah, it's 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 amazing. So I, I went to that, and I, the, the away days for me. I mean, I know everybody says it. It's I went to Burnley last year, and it was zero zero, and the match was terrible. It was one of the worst football matches I've ever seen, like at any level. It was just such a bad match, but it was such a great day out at that little cricket ground before the match and then after. And uh, Burnley's, just, I mean, the town is, my town at home, I think, holds about 80,000, 90,000. And that town is about two cross streets. It's crazy. There's about 10,000, maybe not 8,000 people that live in the town. And they're all of a sudden, there's this huge stadium. It's the same as Blackburn. It's a tiny kind of, not a lot of people live there. And then you walk up the road and there's this huge stadium. It's it's just amazing that the, the, the away matches are, to me, uh, Old Trafford is special, but the away matches are fantastic. I'm so excited to go to Bruges um, next week or two weeks from now, and you know, hopefully, I get a ticket. But if not, you know, just to, just to experience that whole away day in Europe is going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Um, 
the question actually I'm sure a lot of listeners would be interested in hearing your answer to is um, why Manchester United not a team in the MLS? Well, um, I don't know. Uh, well, you must. Did, did you grow up and did you have any, someone influence you to sport in United or did you follow United at a later age when you got interested in football gradually in teenage years or... I played, and you know the thing is, is you know we used to go to the pizza shops, and I would watch the Italian matches. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not Italian, so I didn't have an interest. But we would have, I, I there was a program on, and I forget what channel it was on. It was on one of the MSG or something, mm-hmm. New York station. Uh, and it would be, you know, every Sunday night they would show the highlights. I mean, it's ma- it was match of the day. Like, I didn't realize what it was, but, you know, it was match of the day. And, you know, I always liked Manchester United. You know, I, this is back in – this. I was in high school. I graduated in 92. So this is like 1990, 91, um, right when they were starting to, to become a power again. And, uh, you know, I went to – and I played. I was a goalkeeper, so I played all through. And then I went to, to university in New York City, which is, you know, there's nowhere better than, you know, New York City if, if you're from America to watch matches. I mean, it's such a melting pot of people, and you can find the matches on. And, you know, one of my buddies in, in the house I lived in had a big Manchester United flag. I said, oh, where, you know, where'd you get that? You know, you know, where do you watch games? Oh, yeah, we go down to this place. Oh, okay. So, you know, I started going down and, uh, you know, I, I also remember one of my clear memories is I, I, the, the Champions League finals weren't really shown on TV all the time. So the first final that was on ESPN was the 99 final. So we're sitting and watching it at our, at our townhouse, me and my friend um, Paul Gambasi, and, you know, we're watching this. Uh, great United team come back and score the two goals late, and that kind of just cemented my fandom, I guess, at that point. And I mean, it, the 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 Metro Stars were a team. The New Jersey New York Metro Stars were a team at that point in the MLS, and I just I just never really had any interest in it, to be honest with you. And you know, I I had a couple years ago when Manchester United played uh, the, in the All Star game. I think it was 2011. We had to buy season tickets. Me and my friend at the Emmett Austin, and we, you know, we bought a 10 game package so we could go to the game. And we used to go to a couple games, the the, the Red Bull Stadium, but just I don't know, it just never. Yeah, it never took. I mean, it was just it wasn't. There was no comparison. You know, I, at this point now, I was watching you know United every week, so I we had to watch the. The 2007 FA Cup final was on pay-per-view. So I just remember this is before, like, the matches were on, but, like, they showed it on pay-per-view. And I remember we bought it, and within, like, the first five minutes, the picture went out. And I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? And uh, they ended up crediting us, so we didn't have to pay because it was, like, 50 bucks. And we didn't have to pay for it. So, but then, you know, Drogba scored in, like, the 118th minute or 117th minute. It was brutal. But um, you can only imagine paying for that. It's amazing too. Like we went the next year. I I coached baseball for a couple of years because mm-hmm. I played in college. I was a pretty good baseball player. I liked football better, but I was a much better baseball player. Um, and I was sitting home. And I had baseball practice, and uh, I had we were watching the 
the Champions League final, or I was watching it by myself because I can't watch it with other people. But um, they won, and I remember going to practice with my my old like a shirt, and like I was running around the baseball field with the flag, like you know, with running around these guys, and the, the manager of the team was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Don't, never mind." And then I settled down, but it took me about a half hour. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, um, you've been in Manchester a lot. What are your thoughts and everything in Manchester? The city, the people, the food, the nightlife, everything apart from football. Listen, I, I, to, when I came over here the first time, uh, you know, I was a little nervous because I didn't know anybody. And, you know, people were like, you know, it's a little rough over there. And I said, eh, you know, I'll be all right. Um, everybody was really nice to me. Um I got, you know, every time I kind of went out, um, people would kind of say, oh, you know, what are you doing here? This isn't baseball. And I said, no, you know, I'm here for football. Oh, you call it football. Hey, you know, so they would take me out. So, um, and then the second time I came, I ended up uh, go to watch this, this place called Yates to watch the matches before we go out. And uh, I met this, met a couple guys, Terry Fry, who's who works in the kitchen there, and he's kind of taking care of me, like when I come over with food wise. And um, Michael Rogers, who's a guy, he's kind of he used to go to the matches all the time, and he's got he's got a couple bad knees, and he can't go now. You know, he sits and watches these games every day in there, and I, I bring him programs for there. So. Uh, now and now it's kind of you know now I know you know Ian and you and you know and Duncan and so now at this point now everywhere I go and the people at the sandwich shop called Rustica over in the northern quarter, I mean Jeanette and the girls I mean they've been really good to me about coming over and you know hey listen you know you, you need something to eat or something like that they'll take care of me, but um you know it's been really great the people have been really good over here and. The, the food, you know, I had Serge Adam take me to San Carlo the other day. Man, that's, like I said to him, I'm from New Jersey. So, I mean, there's not a, too many places better than Italian restaurants in New Jersey. But, man, this place is really good. And, you know, La Tosca over in Deansgate. I mean, there's some really good places to eat and places to go, nightlife. And and each time I come, it's amazing. Like, you know, I'll, I'll meet new people and and find a different place that maybe I hadn't been before. And I'm like, wow, how, you know, how come I didn't go to this place before? But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's something that kind of keeps you coming back because, you know, if you keep going to a place and it's just boring and, you know, and it's, there's nothing about Manchester really that's boring at this point. Cause every time you come, there's a new building, there's a new tram stop built, there's a new, you know, they're ripping up some road to build some new thing. So it's, it's a city since I the first time I came four and a half years ago. It's undergone massive changes, and I was just talking about this today. I'm really interested to see how it's going to be, you know, five years from now, ten years from now, because I think the city's going to be a lot different. Um, they built all that. Uh, you can tell, you know, from the city ground back to the northern quarter. You know that that area that was kind of a little bit you know, run down, they're building all kinds of things over there. Cause I stayed, I stayed in the Northern quarter a couple of times. I, I really like it out there and they're building up everything. You know, these places kind of will close, but then something new will come in a new restaurant. Mm -hmm. 
So it's 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 very interesting. I I, I really love it here. Um, I tell my friends all the time. I you know I send them pictures and you know I wish they could come one time and just you know just for a week and just see how you know see it through my eyes and see you know how amazing this city is. Because I think a lot of people you know they live here and they're just like eh you know it's it's okay it's whatever you know but it's it's really not it's, a, it's an amazing city it's a young town it's a it's a college town and they have you know the, a lot of universities here so there's young kids and there's an art institute and the you know the media city now so there's more young people there so it's it's growing every year and it's just it changes so there's a lot of young ideas and a, a lot of different different things going on so i think it's going to be amazing to see this place grow in the next couple of years your favorite thing about manchester then without, apart from the, the football apart from the football uh, i think it would have to be uh, i want to say the food the food's pretty good too but um mario balotelli might disagree with that <laughs> yeah and and the gay is a girlfriend, apparently. Um, I, they just haven't been going to the right places. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, there's definitely places. Oh, my my favorite thing is the Christmas markets. Um, mm. You know, when I come in 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 November and December last year, it was great. I, you know, I I had always heard about it, and I I missed it. The the the, the last couple times I came before that, I came on Boxing Day, so I missed the markets, and. This I came in the end of November, and uh, Duncan Drasdo took me over to that the the one time, and I was like, man, this this place is pretty cool. And I ended up going back a couple times with other people, and um, it's it's really cool, and it's it's you just don't see it where I am, and um, I I don't mind the weather to be honest with you either. Like a lot of people complain about the weather, but you know, coming from where I am, it's you know, it's been. It's been 35 and 40 every day. Like, it's just brutal. Like, it's just so – I like the – you know, it's been 20, to 20 degrees, 19, 18. I, I like it. You know, and it hasn't rained. I mean, I know a lot of times it rains. But even in the wintertime, uh, when I was here the, a couple times in, in November and December and January, it's not – you know, sometimes at home it's negative 1, negative 2, negative 3 snow. It doesn't really get like that. It gets, you know, 9, 8. It gets a little cold, but – it doesn't really snow here. Um, I, I actually, I really like the climate, so I guess I would say those two things: the Christmas markets and the climate. Probably the only person in the world that's been to Manchester to to, to give the the climate praise. Yeah. <laughs> but Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Um, Thank you very much. It's the first kind of one of these kind of shows we have we've had on the Strati Cast, um, and possibly not the last. I'm sure we'll be hearing from you again either on the Strati Cast or on Strati News TV. Yeah, definitely. This is the first segment of this week's podcast. The next will be uploaded um, shortly after. It'll be a, a villa preview. It's like what you can see on Australian mm-hmm. News TV um, on YouTube. For the meantime, make sure you spread the word. Uh, you tell your mates about the podcast, which is available on iTunes and Audio Boom. Sean, pleasure speaking. Hope, hope you enjoy the rest of your stay in Manchester and you, you get to brew your way. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Dale. I appreciate it. Take care. Okay. Still Giggs goes. He's through. He scored. Ryan Giggs. He's at the goal that's played for Manchester United. To the left. Right.
footed. It's a clear header and it's into the net. Stuttgart has won the European Cup for Manchester United. Network.